welcome to Meet Our Makers, an artist interview podcast produced in association with Beats Per Minute. I'm your host, Jeremy J. Fissette. On this episode, we get to meet dream pop legends, music duo Azure Ray. Azure Ray consists of Maria Taylor and Orenda Fink, and together the two have been putting out music for just about 20 years. In fact, they are just on the cusp of re-releasing their self-titled debut album, Azure Ray, for its first time on vinyl for its 20th anniversary. In this talk, we discuss the reissue and what it was like to go back over that time in their lives, to listen to that album in full for the first time in years, and to relive the experience of making it. We also discuss the band's origin story, which was born out of equal parts innate connection and shared tragedy. We even get an impromptu performance of one of their earliest ever songs from their adolescence. We also discuss what the pair have been up to lately, which includes, tantalizingly, new music. So please enjoy, and thank you for listening. This is me meeting Azure Ray. I was actually um, trying to get my dog to be quiet anyway. Okay, perfect. I, th- I think she saw, she saw a, you know, a child or something out the window. I know all about it. We, I just <laughs> literally had um, peacocks walking in front of my house and my dogs are going crazy. Oh. My dog would, would would not know what to do if she's not a peacock. <laughs> she's never seen a peacock. I've probably seen a peacock three times in my life. So We have neighborhood peacocks and they have babies. You know, like every year there's a new batch. And so they just walk around the neighborhood and they're so cute. But yeah, the dogs go nuts. Yeah, I would I would say that sounds pretty cool. I don't know if they become a bother or something. No, they don't at all. They're really great That's nice. neighborhood uh, neighbors. <laughs> Um, so where are you two uh, located now? Should we say our names before we talk? Sure. Although I can, I mean, I can see who's talking, but we can oh, say oh, it for, okay, for right. listeners. Okay. <laughs> um, so Maria, you, what's your voice sound like? Wait, who did you say? <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Maria. There we go. And now, Orenda, what does your voice sound like? It sounds exactly like Maria's. <laughs> you know, it kind of does almost. <laughs> And I've never, I've never thought that on like record, but yeah, talking to you. Yeah, they're very similar. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so where where are you guys located now? Uh, This is Arinda. Um, I'm in 29 Palms, California, which is the town right next to Joshua Tree. Oh, okay. And I'm in Los Angeles. I'm in like South Pasadena, which is a cute little town, like right, like six miles from downtown LA. Hmm. Yeah, I thought I I thought that um Maria that you lived in LA, but I always assumed that Arenda just I mean, I guess she kind of does. I was going to say that she lives in the middle of the desert. <laughs> it is yeah, it is the middle of the desert. But you do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason though, I don't I like I I feel like I knew somehow that you didn't you weren't based out of Omaha anymore, but I I don't know. I didn't I didn't know you were um in California too. Yeah, just we've been out here for about a year and a half. So not, oh, okay. not too long. Cool. Um, so thank you guys for joining me today. Um, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me this afternoon. Thanks for having us. 
So how have you guys, uh, I'll just start off, how have you guys been doing um, this whole year with everything that's been going on? How have you been um, doing, how have you been coping and, and what have you been doing to keep busy? Um, do you want me to go first, Rhonda? Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, it's been, uh, we, we've just, it's been a little bit of everything. I mean, I've felt more panic and anxiety than probably I've ever have. And I have two children and, you know, trying to keep them occupied and safe. So, you know, they're just home, they're not going to school and all of their activities were cut off and, you know, just feeling a little isolated, not getting to see family. I mean, that's been, um, it's been a struggle, but at the same time, um, I've been writing lots, like Azure, we've been working on lots of stuff and um, we're both writing and feeling really inspired. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I recently just had surgery for the first time. So that was kind of crazy. I mean, I just feel like 2020 is um, like everything is just happening. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's know? just like one thing after another. Yeah, it's crazy. And so now I'm kind of recovering from that. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think that my highs have been high and my lows have been low, but, mm. um, you know, I guess it just is what it is. What about you, Arinda? Um, Yeah, high highs, low lows. That sounds about <laughs> right. I mean, it, well, it's it's been a definitely an interesting experience for us because, you know, we moved, well, we, we moved out here, five acre property. So we, yeah, literally are in the middle, middle of the desert. And um, we were on tour for about the first six months. And then, we, so we kind of finally started settling in and and not very long after that, the pandemic hit. So we were already um, kind of acclimating to a, a really different isolated lifestyle. And mm. then the pandemic happened. So it was, I mean, it's, it's kind of been like a really long Twilight Zone episode for me. I feel like yeah. I, that I'm like... Um, I forget the, the name of the actor, the one where, where he's like, the whole world's gone and he's oh, yeah, trying yeah. to find it. Can't wait to read his library books and then lost his glasses. But um, <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. So same, you know, same as Maria though, ultimately like, you know, sometimes I feel kind of euphoric in a strange way. I think some of that just comes from the, the quote unquote blessings of the pandemic where you, just kind of have a, a, a new look at life, you know, and a lot of time for introspection, but then the low lows hit and you're like, you know, drinking whiskey till you're stumbling around and scre screaming into the void. And what am I doing? <laughs> Where am I going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Um, but it's good. I mean, it sounds like you guys have been able to mostly sort of stay busy, which is nice. Not everyone has been able to find ways to stay busy. Um, and I think that can be a nice coping strategy during times like this. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, yeah, I guess outside of just the emotional stuff, um, you know, Marie and I are working on a new record, uh, we're putting together, um, you know, this 20th anniversary, uh, package mm -hmm. for our first record. I've been doing some, uh, kind of narrative long form writing, um, we are working on this new house. So we, we've actually stayed pretty busy and Marie stayed very busy too. I mean, of course, she's got mm -hmm. two children that she's homeschooling now, so that's that's enough for anybody. Yeah, really. <laughs> Not really homeschooling, but I do have to like sit there and you know help them while they while their teachers try their best to teach them. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm in I'm a high school teacher, so I'm right there with them. Oh wow! 
Are you doing yeah. it virtually right now? No, we're actually back. Um, pretty, pretty much all of us are back. Where are you located? I'm in Connecticut. So <laughs> we have we have a pretty low infection rate in terms of like the nation. Mm-hmm. What so is it? I think it's like 2.4. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what others are. I just know that people keep telling me that we're low. Um, but we started off with like a half back, half online, and now we're fully back. Are you, are you for that? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> I understand it, but I also don't because we had the halfway model and even that was a little iffy with most of us, but it was working. Uh-huh. And now that we're fully back, we're kind of wondering why we feel so insistent to like fully return in the midst of a pandemic that's worsening. But yeah, when we don't know if it's safe, you know, it's just such an experiment. We're just like throwing kids into it, you know, like, I think you're going to be fine. And yeah, I mean, we have some kids who are fully online, so we still have to kind of do both. But most of the kids are back. Such a crazy time. It's just yeah, it's been weird. And there's no, you know, no doubt that, I mean, there are other issues that go along with kids not interacting and not being at school, you know, and the longer this goes on, you know, the worse those other side effects get. So, I mean, it's just, there's just really no good answer. No, you know, no. Cause yeah, I mean, if we were fully remote still like, yes. Okay. On the one hand, the kids aren't in a building of 700 people, but on the other hand, that's even longer without interacting with people outside of their family, which is, you know, detrimental in its own way. Absolutely. So it is, it's a weird time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I was actually going to start off asking about the, um, the reissue because I was unaware of this. And by the time this comes out, uh, this episode will come out, the um, news will be out already. So we, we can talk about it. Um, okay. I was un- I, yeah, so I was unaware until Ryan emailed me like deep into our conversation. Oh yeah, like by the way, so this is what's happening. <laughs> and, and so yeah, 20th anniversary of the debut self-titled album um the azure debut uh why i know it's a big anniversary the 20th anniversary but why did you choose to do a full-on reissue of this album well for one thing this record was it was never out on vinyl Mm. ever so people have been asking for 20 years you know (laughs) when are you gonna put it out on vinyl so we thought you know now is the perfect time and um why else, Arinda? Are we doing something special? Also, because 20 years is a fucking long time. Yeah, tw- yeah. <laughs> 20 years is a long time. And, well, we just uh, kind of recently finished acquiring um, our, our full catalog uh, back mm. from the, the two labels that we had worked with throughout our career. And so um, Maria's got a label called Flower Moon Records, and we are, you know, releasing everything through her label, which essentially means we, we own everything now. Um, and so that's pretty special to you. So I think all of those things that we, we own our work, it's our 20th anniversary. It's never been released on vinyl. Um, you know, that, all of that together, I think. What was it like to sort of go back over that debut album now? It was, um, it was really cathartic. You know, I came to the desert and this was the first time also that either one of us had seen and like been inside a room with other humans in, you know, what was it like six months or so, Arinda? Almost, and uh, yeah. 
yeah, it's almost six months. And so my family got tested and she got tested for COVID and we all um, got together. So it was just, it was really emotional in many ways, but we went through boxes of old photos and all of our old clippings and, you know, magazines that we were in and we really kind of relived it. And um, as we were planning, you know, what we were going to do to make this re-release special. So it was, it was pretty great. I mean, you forget so many, like so many stories, you know, I like, she would remind me of them and I don't think I ever would have even remembered ever. So bringing all these things back into, into our, our, my mind is, um, is special. Yeah, I would imagine it's sort of, um, I mean, it's not that you don't think about those songs because you guys have toured, you know, relatively steadily since the album came out and you, 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 you often will play a lot of those songs, but. It's just the memories behind yeah. the touring mm -hmm. and the songs that we had forgotten. And yeah, it was fun. Yeah, because the, the album, you know, you put it out, but it's a whole experience that's sort of like this, contained moment in time and then you, you you guys moved you know forward and so yeah I would imagine that going back over this time would would be uh revealing in some ways and I feel like it's it's less just the re-release of this record which it is because we it's never been on vinyl and but it's also celebrating just 20 years of everything we've done together mm -hmm. yeah yeah totally and, and, and I, I would say to you as far as um kind of revisiting the actual music we you know since we had it remastered for digital and vinyl you know we we did something which we we haven't done in a really long time which is just listen to that record from start to finish over and over again and you know because because yeah we do play we play some songs from it you know maybe what, like four songs usually live, yeah but but you know there's a lot of songs that, that I haven't listened to in a really long time and I haven't listened to the whole record as as a piece Mm -hmm. um, and it does put you in a mood. It's 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 its own little world, and I've kind of forgotten that. Yeah, I think that's a pretty apt description of that album, even from a listener standpoint. That it's kind of its own little world. And you know, I think a lot of that has to do with just the intensity of the the time, and also the the really great production of Eric Bachman. Yeah, I was going to ask about Eric um, eventually, um, but I'll bring him up now. Um, he produced all of your full-length records. Is that correct? Um, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Did, yeah. It's like it's sort. It's sort of interesting because most bands don't have that sort of like one producer every time for as long as you guys did. Um, and I remember reading. It might have been like the Pitchfork review of the last Azure album. Um, oh God, I'm sure calling, they slammed no, it. No, no, it was calling him. <laughs> it was just that it was calling Eric Bachman like the honorary third member of the band. Mm -hmm. Would you say that's appropriate? Yeah, we always considered him that. Yeah, because um, it sounds like he really did have like a nice warmth that he kind of added to a lot of what you guys did. Definitely. Yeah, 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 totally. I mean, it, it's interesting too, um, and thinking that because, well, it's kind of been a big joke between me and Maria, but like the drawing down the moon when we, I think we had taken almost a seven year hiatus at that point, And we asked Eric, of course, to, to produce it. And he said, no. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> And he, but he was in, he had moved to Taiwan. And um, so we were like, okay. And um, 
uh, that's fine. And we actually went and worked with Mark Linkus from Sparkle Horse uh, for a weekend to kind of test out um, a relationship with him. And, and we ultimately decided that, that we, we did want to move forward and, and make that record with him. But, um, you know, as, as fate would have it, Eric had spent a couple months in Taiwan and decided that that's not what he wanted to do. So he, he like, after we had agreed with Mark, he called us and said, is it too late? I've changed my mind. And, <laughs> and, you know, Eric, he, we did consider him as a third member. So, so we did um, say, yes, no, it's okay. We'll, we'll, we'd rather do it with you. And, and we explained that to Mark Linkus, and a couple months later, he uh, committed suicide. Not, of course, oh, as, no. and didn't have yeah, to yeah, our yeah. record. But it was that was very emotional experience too. Um, yeah, I'm sure. And uh, just kind of a crazy way to enter into making that record. Yeah, I, oh gosh, I can imagine. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's not like a result of it, but just the fact that that's sort of the way that those dominoes ended up falling. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that that we we would have been recording together at that time, right. know, had had we done it with him. So you know, not knowing what that decision, how that would have changed things, is you know, just that's kind of human nature. It kind of plagues you a little bit. Yeah. God, can you yeah. imagine if we dealt with that two times? Right, or or if he'd actually, you know, in my mind, I'm like, what, what, what maybe something like, uh, you know, Jeremy was saying the dominoes or the butterfly effect, something would have changed, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't have taken his own life if, if things had been different. But then also, yeah, the other option is like, what if he had taken his own life while we were recording the record? And that's how Azure was born. Was um, my boyfriend died of a drug overdose in the van with us. So we, um, at an early age, you know, we had a band called Little Red Rocket and then we had Mm -hmm. to deal with that at such a young age. We were 23. Um, and that's how Azure started. We just wrote these songs basically as just our own form of therapy and we never intended on releasing them. And then, you know, everything happened the way it did, but yeah, that would have been just really, I can't even imagine going through that again. Yeah. I never knew that, that that um origin story so to speak yeah we um we had just written these songs and then we sang them at a memorial show for him um and then uh one of our friends who owned a record label in athens georgia was at the memorial show and afterwards he just said you know if you ever want to release these i have a label and i'd love to put them out you know they're beautiful and i think my friend eric bachman who we had never met um, he was just like, I think he would be a great producer. And I think he'd be really, you know, interested in this. They were like, okay, we'll think about it. Um, and then that was, that was history. That's it. And did those, so those experiences, did those end up funneling a lot of what's on that first album? Um, a lot of the songs, yes, are us just coping with, with that loss. So that makes then the going, like we were talking about the going back over it. I mean, that kind of adds a whole other layer to that, that I wasn't aware of. For sure. Yeah. Um, so you said you were around 23 then when when you two kind of paired off um, to make your own songs a- apart from Little Red Rocket. So when did you two actually meet? Because in my mind, you are like birth friends. <laughs> but I don't think that's actually true. <laughs> well, we went to a fine arts high school, Alabama School of Fine Arts. And Arenda was a theater major and I was a ballet major. Um, 
And, but my dad is a musician and we always had a studio in the house and music was always my real love. But for some reason I dedicated a large portion of my life at first to ballet. I don't know why I did love it too. But anyway, um, there was this common area at our school and I walked through and Arenda was just sitting there strumming a guitar. And I remember kind of like walking past and then something told me to turn around and I just walked up to her and we didn't really know each other. And I just said, Hey, do you want to start a band? <laughs> <laughs> and then what happened after that, Arenda? Um, I think uh, I said yes, I, but I only know three chords on the guitar. And we're, we, we thought that was completely acceptable to start a band. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Turns yeah, out that's it was. definitely fine. <laughs> um, and then I think uh, Maria invited me to spend the night at her parents' house. and Oh, yeah, like, they were going out of town for the weekend. We snuck into the liquor cabinet and drank some of their vodka. And, uh, and, and, sorry, Mom. <laughs> sorry, Pat. <clears throat> and then uh, and wrote, wrote, wrote our first little batch of songs that were not good, but we <laughs> thought they were incredible. Of course. I mean, we were probably so annoying back then. Like, every party, you know, we would pull out the guitar and make people stop what they were doing and listen to our silly folk songs. Were they, were they like, in the same vein that you ended up writing in? Were they kind of slow and, you know, kind of quiet songs? Well, we could sing you our very first one. Oh, God. Oh, no, gosh. not right now. I don't, I, I don't even know if I can remember you know, that. I was actually going to ask it, not not for you to sing them, but like, do you even remember them? But I guess wherever you, do. you go, like wherever you go, <laughs> I'll follow you. Miranda, come on! I'm, I, 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 I haven't sung this in 15 years. I don't know the harmony. Hold on. <laughs> I think it was more like 30 years. <laughs> I know 15. When did you sing this? Like, well, you know, we, we put it in our act for a while. Just kidding. Oh, okay. Just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> wherever you go. Wait, I'm gonna... I'll follow you. Right, you. Follow you. Now. I can't remember the part. <laughs> I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing it for me. I'll follow you. For now. Yeah, I can't remember it. <laughs> I can't remember you, you can remember that. I know. That's impressive that you remember that. <laughs> I mean, especially considering how much I drink. <laughs> <laughs> that was really neat. You guys should put that as a bonus track to something. <laughs> oh, we should. That's so maybe. funny. So you would actually like whip out a guitar at parties and like sing these songs, even though probably no one wanted to hear them. Yes. yes. All of the time. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, God. It's sad, really, but. They're kind of funny. And then that's how we got our first show also is we would just go sit outside these clubs. And when the bands would load in, we would say, um, hey, you want to hear our songs? And, <laughs> and then we would just say, you know, can we come up during your set and just play one? And we got lucky once. And wow, this band let us come up in the middle of their set. We were 16 and 15 and we played wherever you go. <laughs> <laughs> That is um that is profoundly outgoing for a teenager. We were so like, fearless I, together. I mean, yeah, separate, I can't imagine doing that separately. I'm pretty shy. This is Maria. Um, but I feel like always when I've been with Arinda, I just feel invincible. You know, just like well, it's it's nice though. I mean, I think we all kind of have that experience where we there's someone that we're friends with or that we know that 
gives you that sort of like boost that you don't have on your own. Yeah, definitely. Yes. I, mean, I don't know if I would have done it. I think feel like Maria was probably the, the fearless leader, but I was just, then I was kind of like, wow, what a wild adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, let's do this. <laughs> that's, that's so funny. Yeah. I, I, I can't even possibly imagine doing that. I mean, I, I'm still the person who will go to like a concert, even a tiny concert. And I won't, like, I can't get myself to say hi to like the performer, even if they're out and like mingling, I just can't do it. I'm so shy. I mean, that, that, I, I can't either, honestly. It, it, it doesn't matter what scale, you know, it's on. I just, I can't do it. I had like one person that I really liked, I think a long, long time ago. And I was, we were just, I think we were still in Little Rocket. I won't mention their name, but I was a big <laughs> fan and we were playing a show and they were playing and I went and, you know, introduced myself to say I liked their work. And they were so rude. Oh no. That I. Wait, I forget. <laughs> Give me a hint. <laughs> you can, you can tell her after. I won't Where make you say it? the name. Um, just give I mean, clue. you know, somewhere. Or, or I can edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> and I was devastated. And I was like, I will never, ever, ever approach an idol ever again. Yeah. The thing with, yeah, with like your heroes, I know it's a cliche, but meeting your heroes can be really dicey. Yeah, it can be. It can be. Definitely. Luckily, I mean, I've been, I haven't been doing this show for, I've only, I only started the show in May and I've talked to a few people um, you know, that I've been listening to for most of my life. And um, everyone's been really nice. Oh, it's really nice cool. when people, you guys are very nice. I, yeah. I think it's so nice when people are actually nice because you don't know, obviously, like how people are. Um, like you probably would have never thought he was going to be that rude. But then they surprised me. Oh, I, I would never have uh, talked to him. <laughs> yeah, right. You wouldn't have even gone up to him. <laughs> I know. It's just, it's tricky because it, with the entertainment business, you know, you have egos at play and some people's egos just get out of whack and they are not, they don't become nice people. It's sad. Yeah. yeah. I just, that, but the, like, it's like a protection thing. That's why I would never, I just can't do it. The only way I'll do it is if the person I'm with like does it too, or does it first and then I'm with them. So I kind of, I'm like in it already. Right. But I, I can't, I can't be the first one. I was actually, funnily enough, um, Maria, you played Connecticut like once and I could not talk to you. I was really? probably like 17 at the time. I don't know. Um, where, where, where in Connecticut? It was at the space in Hamden. Um, mm. This tiny, tiny, tiny venue, which isn't even, I don't even think it's really a venue anymore, but it was like a living, it's like a living room, but it's not. Um, and you were just walking around. I think it might've been even before the show and you were talking and I think you walked literally between me and the person I was with. And we were like, <laughs> like <laughs> cause we, I mean, I, you know, shy, shy teenagers couldn't say anything. That's how I married my husband. Uh, he, he was at a show. He bought me a drink. Next thing you know, we have two kids. <laughs> have a oh, label. that's nice though. <laughs> Yeah, I love people. I love talking to people. You should have talked to me. I would have talked your ear off. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to remember. I think I I want to say it was like Lynn Teeter Flower time. God, I wish I could remember the venue. I'm... It. I mean, it's a really tiny place. <laughs> but you know, I, that's okay. I just remember anyway. this funny story. Speaking of. Um... <laughs> Maria, I wonder if you remember this. Uh, well, in, in this story, I guess I kind of want to say like at the same time, you know, when you're on tour, sometimes you can just have really bad days. And if someone catches you right at that moment, you know, you, 
you might not be your best, but Marie and I were on tour in Europe and we were backstage and <clears throat> there had been this guy who was, he was somewhat annoying. I think he'd approached us multiple, multiple times throughout the night, but you know, sweet, sweet guy. And uh, we were backstage. We were in a huge fight, me and Maria by ourselves, screaming at the top of our lungs at each other and like crying. What? Yes, we were, we were in the hugest fight. And he just got that? backstage somehow and opened, just opened the door. And we both turned around and looked at him and in unison at the same exact time just said, close the door. And like screamed <laughs> it. And then his face, like he looked like he was a ghost and he shut it. And then you and I like looked at each other and just burst out laughing and the whole fight was over. Because <laughs> we I don't remember ever screaming at you my whole life. I mean, we were like screaming, we were, but we were yelling and crying. You know, we were just like in a big fight. Oh and like, I wonder what it was about. I mean, I don't know what it, I don't know what it says that Maria remembers the lyrics to your first song, but Arenda remembers your fights. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> we, we, won't, we, we won't pathologize that. <laughs> Let's not. Um, I'm just that's a funny story though. Yeah. I I don't well, first of all, you don't just you don't just go backstage. No, that's, yeah. Exactly. That's crazy. That's like that's a little psychotic. Just yeah. yeah oh, bit. but you would be so surprised at how often it happens. I guess I would be because I, I I'm so the opposite of that. I'm like in the back. Oh, okay. Encore's over. Let's get to the car. Let's go. <laughs> but it's usually like the super drunk, you know, like sixty mm. year old man. Yeah. That somehow. Just <laughs> I never have that. I never have that problem because I'm too cheap to to get drunk at a concert. Yeah. Well, you could. I could teach you some tricks. That's why some people <laughs> want to go backstage, though, Jeremy, because they can go oh, get, get the free drinks. It's like that's they, true. They don't always even care about the artist. They're just like, let me let me go back here. And get <laughs> I <fridge."> bring my <laughs> I bring my nice wine when I go to shows. I bring because uh, I'm a wine snob, so I put it in a sippy cup, like my kid's sippy cup, mm-hmm. in my purse, and then I order a water and I dump it out. I never drink mm-hmm. the water, and then I pour my nice. I go to the bathroom and pour my good wine in there. <laughs> No one's ever letting you into a show again. I know. I think exactly. you just gave yourself away. You're giving away oh, your yeah. tricks. Although that's a good trick. I mean, I don't, I mean, you know, I, I don't get, you know, I don't bring a bag. I don't have that, <laughs> that fortunate, uh, you know, by virtue of being who I am, I don't have a bag on me, but sometimes they do search. Like, I guess they'll just think it's your kid's sippy cup. I guess they don't mm-hmm. think anything of it. Oh, how'd that, I forgot that was in there. Sorry. That is so funny. All right. Anyway, this has gone off the rails. Some places are more strict. (laughs) So I feel like. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Um, Have you guys, this is totally not even on my notes, but have you guys, do you even know, have you ever played Connecticut as a duo? Hmm. I don't don't remember you ever coming here. Although I didn't, I don't think I was aware of you until Hold On Love came out. So I could have missed it, but I don't know. I feel like we certainly must have around the release of this first record with yeah. crooked fingers don't you think so i mean it feels Not like maybe at a college do. or something yeah, yeah that's possible wesleyan gets some people wesleyan Wait, we, played, we played wesleyan didn't we okay. yes. well we played wesley is that the same thing oh no uh no <laughs> <laughs> we played wesley the girl the girl college oh hillary clinton went to wellesley that's not in Connecticut, is it? 
I don't think so. I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> Whatever. I don't think you came here. And if you did, it was like a very long time ago. Hopefully someday you guys come back. We don't we don't have that many shows or we didn't have that many shows come through. You know, Connecticut's kind of it wasn't like a hot spot. It still really isn't a hot spot, but we've been um lucky enough to get some good venues opened in the last few years and we've we've had sort of an increase. So hopefully you guys make it through someday. That'd be nice. If shows ever happen again, we will gladly I know, I know. play anywhere. I know they, they were um, this uh, concert production group, uh, Manic, who puts on all the shows in Connecticut, most of the shows in Connecticut, um, was doing an outdoor concert at this like huge, you know, multi-acre farm kind of place. Um, they just had Nico Case come. Um, you know, they got some good people and then now it's closing because the town voted, voted they didn't want it anymore. Oh, oh man. I know. It's such a shame because they, they our venues obviously are hurting maybe even more than big cities because we probably had, we were probably worse off to begin with. I don't know, but right. Yeah. It's, it's been tough. So I feel bad that they're trying to get like a petition for the location, but I don't, I mean, the town said no, so I don't, I don't think it's going to go through. It's that sad. sucks. I know. <clears throat> Anyway, my notes have barely been touched, but that's fine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, that's okay. They're just guiding questions in case the people I'm talking to don't know how to hold a conversation, which is not a problem that you guys are having. So that's no, good. it's not a problem that we have. People have to tell us <laughs> to shut up usually. <laughs> no, this is a, I mean, I love it. You can talk, I can talk forever. Don't worry. Um, so anyway, so we talked about the debut record. Um you mentioned briefly about the seven-year hiatus between Hold on Love and Drawing Down the Moon, which of course was now 10 years ago. Um, but I feel like some people might just think Ezure is like whatever the opposite of prolific is, but you guys have done so many other things in the interim um, just to sort of rattle off. So, cause I wrote this in my notes, so I wouldn't miss anything. Um, Maria, you have seven solo albums just from the last 10 years. I mean, four from the last 10 years. So you have seven solo albums. And I think you might have one more that I didn't count. That's like a collaborative album, but mm -hmm. that's a lot. And then Orenda has like a billion projects. <laughs> um, so you have three solo albums, two albums with O plus S, one with Closeness, one with Art in Manila, and one with High Up. Yes. Someone should have told me early on that that was a terrible way to conduct your career. <laughs> but like, you're not the only person who does that. There are plenty of musicians who kidding. have like eight projects. No, I know. But like, you guys, I know you take your time, especially in the past two releases in between, you take a lot of time with Azure Ray records, but you do stay active. So I guess my question then is, how do you... I don't exactly know how to phrase this, but how do you decide independently when what you're writing is not for Azure Ray or if it is? I guess we usually just decide, like, let's put out a record. And then from that point, when we have made the decision to do it, um, mm. we just start to focus on the Azure Ray aesthetic. And, and then we try to kind of write in that vein. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Would you say I, that? Yeah, totally. I mean, I guess it, we haven't really thought about it in those terms because it kind of happens naturally. But I think like maybe once in a while we'll bring in a song that had been previously written that we feel like fits. But mostly we kind of dedicate just a, you know, time period to, to yeah, to, to I don't know. I think Azure is so very specific, you know, mm -hmm. with its style that 
of serves it to to just put ourselves in a mindset and stay there. Yeah, I mean your solo efforts. Um, yeah, your solo efforts are pretty distinct from Azure, despite being helmed by you two independently. Mm-hmm. Um. So then what does compel you to go on these sort of breaks? Do you just sort of decide like Azure is going to take a break for a while and you go want to work on other things? Is that, is that kind of all it is? Yeah. And a lot of it, you know, we lived in different cities too. And so now, you know, she, as soon as she moved to California and we were seeing each other a lot, it just, you know, I mean, we just love each other. And, and Azure was always about our friendship. So I feel like when we are separated by distance, you know, sometimes that's when we do our solo things. And then when we're hanging out together, it's just like, well, why in the world wouldn't we work on music? Because that's what we love to do together. One of the things we love to do. Um, so it was just a no brainer when she moved here and we started seeing each other. Um, we just talked about, let's, let's put out another record and we've been really excited. And then we decided actually after that, you know, we, we kind of decided to to do the re-release and to celebrate our 20th reunion. But before mm -hmm. that, we had decided, you know, it's time for us to, to start making some music together. So w when you get back together, is it sort of like out of like a missing of each other and just kind of wanting to get back to that feeling? Well, like I said, this is really like, I mean, she moved to California, so we were just yeah. seeing each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah. Habits kind of work. So, it seems like it happens pretty organically, you know, with us. I feel yeah. like also sometimes, you know, we'll, we'll make an Azure record and then it'll just kind of make sense to potentially do, you know, either a solo record or a side project since that had not been, you know, done for a while, whoever you're collaborating with. So you, so we might like kind of bounce back and forth a little bit just by nature mm -hmm. of giving everything its proper attention, mm -hmm. but for Azure, it seems like it's just very organic. Yeah. And have you, so you've been writing new material. Have you, is, has there been any studio time yet or is that on hold until it's safe? Um, we're actually doing, I don't know how much we're supposed to be talking about this. I know, I know. But, I don't uh, want to, I don't want to break any rules. <laughs> I know, but yeah, we are recording. We're um, doing it all remotely for the most part, okay. except we are, Rinda just got tested for COVID today and I'm about to go and I'm gonna come to the desert with um, our producer who will be unnamed for now. That's and <laughs> we're gonna try and do some work together for the first time because everything we've done so far, you know, in all of these months has been remote. But it's just amazing how, you know, you can do that now, just like email oh, yeah. each other tracks and, um. So yeah, it's still, it's, I don't know, we're excited, but I'm so excited to actually like work on some things together because that's a whole other ball game is sharing that energy and sharing ideas in a room together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm excited too. But it's interesting too how, like, so yeah, this is the first record that we've done. <clears throat> I mean, Marie and I both have done some stuff remotely with people, either with Azure or otherwise, but never like, as much as we're doing now, we, we usually sit in a studio with people for a month and mm. are together 24 hours a day <clears throat> until it's done. But it doesn't, I guess what I'm saying is like, things seem to be clicking so well with, with this person that we're working with and, and, and just with me and Maria that I feel like it, sometimes it doesn't even matter if you're in a room or not. It's just the, the vibe that the people that are working together mm -hmm. have. And, and I'm, feeling like even though it's remote it's not suffering from that at all 
Well, that's good. Yeah, which is yeah, because I can imagine that remove can be maybe a detriment sometimes. Yeah, not in this case. I have to say, I have not been so excited in a long time about music. Everything that's going on with Azure, like this next year, like I'm, I'm just, I feel like it. I don't know. I'm overwhelmingly excited. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's very exciting to hear that there is new Azure coming. Um, you know, it, you guys, I don't know who runs the Flower Moon and Azure Instagram accounts. I don't know if it's you, that would be That would be my husband. That's Ryan. You're, okay, okay, that's Ryan. Um, but you guys, and I guess Ryan, have been posting quite a bit of sort of throwback-y, archival stuff for a few weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where before I even, um, invited, invited you to, um, I was like, Oh, is there like something cooking? <laughs> um, which I'm sure I'm not the only one. But then when Ryan emailed me saying that it was the reissue, I was like, Oh, okay. It's a reissue. That's cool. I don't own this record on vinyl. That's cool. I was kind of hoping for a new album, but that's cool. And then he told me later that, um, you are working on new stuff. So yeah, that was very exciting for me to hear. Um, you know, I've been a fan of, of both of your work for most if not all of my sort of music loving life um I was probably to to for you to if you want to do math I was probably 11 I think when hold on love came out all right I don't think I I don't think I found it yeah 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 I know I know sorry I'm (laughs) I don't think I found it right away but I I didn't really start getting into music um until like as a thing until I was um 13 or 14 and somehow I don't know how but somehow I stumbled upon you guys and um I don't know how many like teenagers are, are super into very quiet and dreamy slow music but I definitely was so I have been um eagerly e- eagerly awaiting um new stuff from you guys so that's very exciting for me yeah. and I'm glad you're excited it's a nice it's a good sign you know that you guys are so excited Yeah, I think so too. And I guess that's what I'm saying is like, sometimes, you know, when you're in the studio, you're kind of pulling your hair out and, and you get there, but, but it's a challenge. You're so in the middle of it that you don't even know if it's good or not. Yeah. And yeah, I don't, I don't feel that way about this, the way this record's going. So that is unique. I feel like Ryan is going to kill us for talking about the record at all. I don't know. I I wasn't totally (laughs) not supposed to. So he gave me for whatever it's worth. He gave me some talking points and told me I can use them if I want to. And one of them was that you're working on new stuff. Okay, Okay, good. But I don't know how much he wants you to (laughs) say. He's very strategic with his, you know, with everything. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, if you gave me like a title, a release date and a producer, he'd probably get very mad. Yeah. Okay. Um, we so don't. Do yeah, we won't. We won't spill those details. Um, but luckily, yeah, luckily this will come out after you guys. He said you guys are announcing the reissue in November, and this will probably come out early December. So people will know about that. Cool. Okay. Um, so what does it then mean now? Because you, this is the first time you will have been working on an Azure record under your own label. So what does that mean for you guys? It just feels incredible. I mean, getting back our whole catalog and putting all of our things. Um, having them all together, like Arinda's solo stuff and all her projects and my solo stuff and the Azure, it's just like all together. It just feels so right. And just that we have like 100% control over everything. Um, I just feel like we've worked so hard. You know, we started out as 15 year old annoying girls, like trying to get people to listen to us. And we've worked really hard. And I feel like this is really the ultimate reward is, um, 
just owning everything and having that control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Rinda, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's, I mean, that's definitely part of it. And, and kind of part of that is that, I mean, I think we're, you know, we're considered quote unquote legacy artists. And mm-hmm. in that, I feel like the, the music industry is just so oversaturated, you know, and continues to be kind of started with the advent of just everyone can just record themselves and then upload their music, you know, for, I mean, Hey, I do it. I mean, I'm not saying there's <laughs> anything wrong with it. I no, no, I know, but it is, it's, it is saturated. That's a good word for it. But yeah, it, it's almost like you can very easily kind of get lost in the sea, even, even, you know, with, with, the, with the, uh, your label. I mean, not like our, not our label, but someone else's label because they're not completely focused, you know, on you. Mm-hmm. They're, they're con- kind of constantly, it seems like grasping to get out like, you know, the next new thing or, um, you know, or just m- multiple artists that, that kind of span all kinds of different genres. And I, I feel like sometimes I just feel like, like we get lost there. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like that's going to happen anymore when we're in control of our own, you know, musical destiny. And we just care so much about all of it. You know, you yeah. can't make someone care as much as you do. So it's just wonderful that like, it's just me and, you know, it's, we, we love, we love it and we're proud of it. And so now we can represent it with that much love behind it. Yeah. Yeah, And it's nice that you can, like you say, you have ownership. So you, you call the shots, you know, you decide when and if and how and where even, and you decide everything. I mean, there's no real contractual BS anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So I can imagine that's pretty freeing. Before we go, I uh, I do want to mention, um, just because since this is sort of a, a rare occasion that I would get to speak with you guys with our voices, um, <laughs> um, to Arenda, um, when you put out Blue Dream, your last solo record, I, um, I wrote like a little review of it. And uh, I think I sent it to you at some point. Um, but now that I have you cyber in front of me um I would just I just want to say how uh important that record is to me um thank you I think yeah at the time because it's so much about um or so much inspired by the 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 loss of your dog and that was something that I had been experiencing at the exact same time so I remember hearing that and just uh I always describe it as a record I'm grateful for oh well that that literally makes it worth making just to hear someone say that because you know, it was just a true cathartic effort. I, I think you don't realize how much that's going to impact you till it does when you're, oh, yeah, yeah sure. when you're an adult that loses their first, you know, long-term animal, but. Right. Um, and even. Rinda's dog. I mean, I was just thinking, Rinda, we don't even have him in the book. I mean, he was such a part of our lives. <laughs> he really was. <laughs> that's such true. a part Aww. for 16 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know my, my dog that I had lost was 15 and I had her from when I was, I think I want to say like seven or eight or something. And we, you know, she was like one or two and we got her and, and she died when I was close to graduating college. And that was around when, when that one came out. Um, so I was like, yeah. Well, Jer- yeah. Jeremy, you'll appreciate this. I've got, <clears throat> actually I'm in my studio right now and I had recently I've been going through some boxes and I found, so when, when Wilson died, I had him cremated and I had half the ashes put in a tree in our backyard in Omaha. And for some reason I kept the other half 
And then I had the psychic telling me that I needed to, to release those ashes because I was keeping his uh, spirit attached to me, <laughs> um, <laughs> of course. And you're like, that's what I wanted to do. I know. I'm like, I think that was the point. But um, <laughs> and so I took him all the way to the desert and I found them and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is the perfect place to release the rest of the ashes. So I bought a palm tree. It's sitting in a pot outside. And within the next week, we're going to uh, dig a big hole and and release the rest of his ashes and put it in a palm tree. Oh, oh that's Aww. so nice. That's nice. I know my my dog's ashes are in my father's house in a box on the mantle. He kept this is making well. me really sad. I, I know. I love dogs really too old. much. Yeah, and we have a we have a dog too. So this will be the first dog that I've you know had at like I got as an adult as a puppy. Yeah. And so I mean she's only five, but I think about it all the time. <laughs> Because oh, apparently don't, don't I'm a masochist. It. It's hard. I know, I know, and I love them so much, and you can't think about it. But no, it doesn't I'm, help. So, so it you might as well not. That's true. Nothing yourself. prepares you for mm-hmm. it, even if you've been through it before. Um, yeah. I don't want to leave on a on a sad note. So, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I, know, I know, I know, I know. I just wanted, I just wanted to say that. But um, I am also very grateful for the work you guys have done together. I mean, you, Azure. Um, has been profoundly um, inspirational, instrumental to me as a as a listener and as a maker. So um, I very much so appreciate your body of work, and I look forward to hearing more. <clears throat> well, I'm very excited for you to hear what we've got cooking. <laughs> yeah, and, and thank you so thank much you. for yeah for being such a, a great supporter of ours. Yes. We really appreciate it. Well, you know, there needs there's space for what the kind of thing that you guys create. And I feel like some people would like to um, act like they're, they don't have space for something as intimate and as subtle as what you guys do. But I think, I think it's important what you guys do. Thank you. So thank you guys. Oh, is that a howl? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's my old, that's buddy, my old dog. Oh, see, I, I could just, I should start a podcast about dogs. I love dogs so much. Um, they're the best. I know. And the pandemic has been so kind to them. <laughs> we, got yeah. a, we got a puppy also during the pandemic. We got a pandemic puppy. Oh my gosh. Puppy. So now, yeah, we have a tiny house and two kids and two dogs. And it's, you know, It sounds mayhem. wonderful though. <laughs> wonderful mayhem. Yes. I hope. <laughs> yeah, the older dog doesn't really love the younger dog, but, you know, we're working. We're working <laughs> on it. Yeah. <laughs> I know my dog's an only child and we talk about getting another one and how horribly she would take it so we probably won't yeah be careful with that (laughs) not recommended we we just did it anyway yeah well how can you you resist sometimes i know well thank you guys so much for talking to me i i really really appreciate it this it means a lot that you said yes um so thank you for taking this hour of your day to to chat with me thank you it was it was fun yeah it was it was so nice to finally sort of sort of get to meet you guys after all this time so all right well next time we come to connecticut you don't be too shy yeah i know well i see now it helps i've kind of already met you so i can can say hi yeah okay cool all right well till then thank you thank you so much yes till then thank you take care take care bye-bye